hour two of the Donna and Steve show on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, things like uh, music news. Give me a beat. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. And Steve Patterson. You like Huey Lewis on the news? This is the beat. By the way, Donna sent Rocco an email yesterday saying that, uh, you have demanded a new intro for the I music segment. I and saw that. So Thank you very I'll wait much. to see how he responds. Okay. Thank you. I didn't make any demands. I just made a suggestion. Uh, since we're talking music news, let's start with the Oscars. The nominations were announced this morning. Let's start with uh, Best Original Score. Okay. Okay. We got American Fiction by Laura Cartman. We got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny from your buddy John Williams. Yep. Robbie Robertson with Killers of the Flower Moon. <laughs> Oppenheimer. Uh, we've got uh, L- uh, Ludwig Goranson and Poor Things, Jerskin Fendrix. Jerskin. Ugh. Okay, okay. You go, you Jerskin. Your, I got my Jerskin removed at birth. <laughs> <laughs> also, that was a stretch. That's what the doctor said. That's why he got rid of it. (laughs) Um, Stop it. Robbie Robertson. Don't sleep on that birth certificate name that is Robert Robertson. I used to work with the Bob Roberts. Robert Roberts. Robert Roberts. Gotta love that. You know, I really wish uh, Jack Black's um, Princess Peach's uh, song would have gotten it. I'm shocked that it didn't. Well, this is a score that's different. Yeah, okay, that's that's song. original score, but it didn't get best original song, that's which was a shocking. bummer. Um, because you then could have had him possibly performing it right. at the Oscars. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. What we do have is I'm Just Ken from Barbie, uh, and then you've got some other things that we haven't seen. It never went away from American Symphony, a uh, song whose name I can't pronounce. Spelled W A H Z H A Z H E. I want Lou Dobbs to present in that category. I'm trying to that. find the Lou Dobbs right now. I can't find it. Oh, dang and it. The nominees are. Why is that not in here anymore? Where did it go? In the Mexican city. I'm going to look in uh, Rocco's stuff. Hold on a second. Um, in the Mexican city. Uh, let's do this. Was Jose. Was Jose. Anyway, that's up for uh, best original uh, song. Also, what was I made for from Barbie? I like that one, too. That's Billie Eilish. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. In other music news, you know, we heard the story about a stalker trying to get into the building where Taylor Swift lives. Yeah. Here's what we know about this. First of all, the guy got dragged away in a police car yesterday. He was arrested and booked on stalking and harassment charges. The, uh, the department is saying that officers were approached by multiple complaints They pointed out an emotionally disturbed male who was acting erratically at the location. I think her um, security staff uh, saw this, too. Once officers saw the guy harassing uh, people, 
They took him into custody without any further incidents. There were no injuries reported or anything like that. But Taylor Swift had the same dude who was busted at her place this weekend. He's the same guy who showed up again. Hmm. And um, that's crazy. very scary. He was he was jiggling the door trying to get in. So initially, the head of her security called the cops when they saw this guy and he was just kind of lurking there. But um, same guy a couple days ago. It's a huge problem for her right now. So that would be so unsettling. How do you go back into that home? I don't know. That's a great question, because when they ran the guy's name into the system, they found out that there was an open warrant for his arrest. And this was pertaining to something from 2017 where he failed to show up to court. Um, But him coming back to the scene so after uh, so so quickly after Mm -hmm. the weekend thing, that's troubling. Yeah, I think that would speak to uh, a mental disorder of some sort. Yes. He needs to like never show up there again. But Taylor has had like a like a long history with stalkers. Um, That's really crummy. Yeah, I'm really scared for her. I hope she's like not alone. Now she got Trav there. Well, maybe unless Trav is home or playing or practicing or. You think they're going to get married, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? It's so early. I didn't. That wasn't the question. I don't know the answer. Mike Mike is hoping for it. I think so, yeah. I think, think they will. Uh, I saw pictures of Taylor and Kylie, uh, Jason's wife, arm in arm. And I said they look like sister-in-laws. They oh, look wow. like they're they're just having adorable. the time of their life. Aww, they're adorable. Cute. That would really be crazy. People mm-hmm. would be really happy married. for her. That would be crazy. It would be a crazy love story. <gasps> See what I did? Nah. That's the title to a song, isn't it? It sure is, Steve. I love it when people do that, especially local Congress people. Me too. We need more of that, you <laughs> dweebs. <laughs> um, okay, so there's that story. Taylor Swift is safe. That's what's important. Uh, bon Jovi fans, Hulu has acquired Thank You, Good Night, the Bon Jovi story. This is cool. I'll watch this because I don't know a ton about them. I don't either. What I do know, I really like. I like that he's married to his high school sweetheart all these years. I like that he does stuff for his community. He's philanthropic. That's awesome. I like that he's been friends with his band members for a very long time. I'm sure there's also been, like, head-butting. But it's a four-part series. It's the first ever uh, docu-series or documentary of any type on Bon Jovi, like a real official one. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so it's really a glimpse at the life of John Bon Jovi, not the whole band Bon Jovi. So it's pretty cool that he's letting people into his world. Yeah. Because you kind of have to agree to that and you have to agree to be vulnerable. There's 40 years of personal videos, unreleased early demos, original lyrics, never before seen photos, um, all about their journey from the Jersey Shore clubs to the biggest stages on the planet. And, um, yeah, the greatest hits, the biggest disappointments. I'm in. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Good night.
the Bon Jovi story premiering Friday, April 26th. Hey, look, we got like a minute. Let's squeeze this in here. Uh, your boy, Billy Joel. Yes. Teased his first new song in 17 years. Yep. Uh, listen to this. Okay. There's not much to it, but. Okay. Is that a piano? I think so. I think so. Ever heard of it? <laughs> There's no lyrics. It's just a piano. And something's covered. It's called Famous Last Words, We Think, because that's what it says at the top of his notebook page in this short video. So look forward to that. Thank you. Goodbye. I'll tell you what stresses me out a little bit, and then we'll go. Okay. People playing the piano, uh, looking at the music, and then they're there playing with their two hands, and they have to turn the page. All you need is someone to walk by, to open a door, and the pages go all over the place. I just, it stresses me out, and kudos to all of you. I don't think they do that all the time just when they're learning the song, right? Yeah, if, I think if they don't have the song totally memorized or if they don't play by ear. But Reading I see music, a lot of very yeah. accomplished pianists mm-hmm. who still use the book and are like doing a little something with their left hand, and then they reach up. And I'm like, wow, look at you, man. That's great. That's something. It's talent. So jelly. Speaking of which, I have a great story coming up today. Where did I put it? I don't know. I think you put it at 11. All right. It oh. seems to have dis- it doesn't have to do with Jelly Roll? It does. Okay. But it's the best version of how did he get his name. We've heard about his mom calling him it before, but there's a better story that you're going to love, Don. I hope you haven't looked. I have looked, and I don't think the story is about Jelly Roll. I think it's about his friend. Yes, it is. <laughs> Yes, it is. If I know you. Yes, it is. Yes, all right, all we'll right. get to it. Uh, but when we come back, we've got a list of um, planned TV show reboots that have been canceled, you guys. Sorry, if you were looking forward to these, we're about to disappoint you. That is coming up next on My Talk. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Donna and Steve at your service. Got Mike the Big Zamboni with us also producing. Honk, honk. Honk, honk. Came across a list of TV shows that were uh, planning reboots, but then they got canceled. Oh, man, if you were really counting on Lizzie McGuire with Hillary Duff to come back. Hmm. They filmed two new episodes and then Disney canceled it. You know, I'm going to. I'm going to. I want to. I feel like maybe this is, is the best time to. Say what I'll say with my mouth now. Okay. 
This list, um, I think, I think I could be wrong here. But these are reboots that were going to come back. This isn't like new news. These mm. are just shows in the past that we thought were getting a reboot. Like, so yeah, I looked up the okay. coach thing because coach rang a bell for me. Okay. And I was like, Pappy want coach, Pappy want Dauber. And it would have starred Craig T. Nelson as well. I think they said no to that nine years ago in okay. 2015. So this is a list on Reddit BuzzFeed. or BuzzFeed yeah. where people are like, we thought this was coming yeah. at some point, not necessarily in 2014. I think so. Yeah. 2014. <laughs> 2024. <laughs> Am I living in the past? <laughs> Mike, did you hear that only one out of every 16,700 babies born in the United States are born with the name Donna? There were only 105 Donnas born mm. in the year 2021. Wow. That's true. She gone. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Maybe we should come up with a hip new version of your name to give it more staying power. Or again, or we protect it as an antique and like really care for it well. Maybe we could spice up your radio name a little bit, though. Dizzle or something. Oh, I like Dizzle. There's not going to be a live-action Powerpuff Girls, everyone. Oh, no! Donna, I knew you'd get emotional when I brought that up. <laughs> There's not going to be a reboot of Murder, she wrote, starring Octavia Spencer. Okay. Hmm. Do you remember there was going to be a relaunch of The Simple Life? And instead of bringing back Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie, they were going to bring back Kelly Osborne and Kimberly Stewart. I kind of vaguely remember that. Vague. I would have liked that. Hmm. Uh, the murder she wrote with Octavia Spencer. Um, that reboot was in the works in October of 2013 <laughs> why, why do we have this list i don't know it seemed fun it seemed fun because it felt like did they just make a mass cancellation of future reboot plans announcement <laughs> this is interesting but in fact friends it's not they didn't let's go to the oscars wait okay all right we just did do you want to do more oscars yeah i don't think we did supporting actress or actor yet Hit it, Queen. Lay it on me heavy style. Okay, like ready? Like a big tub of beef. So we did actor and actress. We did director. We did best picture. Here comes actor in a... Uh, I'm sorry. Best actor in a supporting role. We got Robert De Niro for Killers of the Flower Moon. He was really good in that. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction, which is still on my list. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer. What do you think? Don't make the bomb. Yeah. What? I was trying to make an Oppenheimer reference. Oh. He's great in it. He's almost unrecognizable. He's very non-Tony Stark-ish. He's great. Okay. Ryan Gosling for Barbie. Don't make the Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. <laughs> I, I mean, could Ryan Gosling take it for Barbie? See, the the thing to me is like, mm, it does take some really good acting chops, for sure. Chops. For Margot Robbie was fantastic. 
Do you think the Academy is going to be voting for that type of film? Do I don't. Think, okay. I don't think so. But I like. But I. I like it anytime something mainstream is represented. Okay. Because I think it makes more of the audience at home care. Yes. But again, like I said, of the ten nominees for Best Picture, and there may be a ton of really wonderful films in there. I think the average American has seen three of them. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're, you know, a big movie buff, but that's yeah. But I'm saying the average American. You're right. The typical person who watches. Is your friend coming and saying, oh, we had a great weekend. We saw poor things. Not, no. Don't rush your answer, Donna. (laughs) Not the average friend. But yes, there are friends who do love movies and they buy the pass and they get the pass. You know what I'm saying? They get so many movies per month. They they still do that. They're they're doing the movie pass? Yeah, yeah. You have friends who are using movie pass? I don't know if it's actually movie pass but it is they go to so many movies a month wow i want to go to more movies yeah but you're going with the kids so you're not seeing these movies i know but i don't always want to go with the kids oh okay i'm 40 do like a guy thing oh yeah get your brother-in-law a couple of neighbors i don't like social outings to movies why you don't have to talk to one another that's the beauty of it yeah it feels weird and then you go Let's, have a beer afterwards and you discuss the movie. Okay, maybe maybe less weird. I guess it didn't feel weird when you, me, Rocco, and Sarge, his electrician, uninvited friend, all saw Top Gun <laughs> 2. Yeah, that was fine. It wasn't weird at all. We ate at the Chinese restaurant That's afterwards. right, which has closed since then. The which one in Eden Prairie, I'm sorry. Let me run down really quick Best Actress in a Supporting Role. We got Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer. Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferreira for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Nyad, and Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. She was good, too. What was your favorite part about Nyad? The performance. For $100 billion in a sentence, what is Nyad about? Nyad is about the woman who broke a record and swam from um, from Cuba to Key West. Is that true? Yes. And it is played by Annette Benning. Diana Nyad is her name. How am I ever going to pay you? I don't know. Monthly? 651-641-1071. College of Pop Culture when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, well, we're 
waiting for a caller. Uh, what do we do at... Uh... 11.30 today, Steve? We play the same name game. We do, okay. Yeah, we okay. do that on Tuesdays. Very exciting. We do a cover story on Monday, same Thank name you. game Tuesday. Wednesdays. Whose voice is it anyway? Thank Thursday, you. Throwback Thursday, music trivia. And Friday, the slow, slow jam. jam. Uh, coming up after this game, I have a great Instagram follow. You do? You're going to think you hate it, Donna, but you're going to like it and maybe love it. Okay. I cannot wait. It's time to go to college. College. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host. DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. I want to see how smart you are. Not DJ Rock Lobster. It is uh, Mike posting things today. Uh, oh, it's because I'm on Rocco's page. That Sorry. happens. No worries. Uh, Big Zamboni here, Hong Kong. We're going to play College of Pop Culture <laughs> Knowledge. As uh, Donna had the uh, win again yesterday, she's building uh, a lead here. Building a little gap. Eight to six is where our score sits Woo. early this season. Uh, today, we're going to celebrate an anniversary. It was uh, today, in the year 1986, that the first ever class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was inducted. Wow. So the first class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was inducted in 1986 on this date. And today's College of Pop Culture Knowledge is going to be all about that class. Okay. Oh, and we've got Chris on the line to play with us. Chris. Hello. Hi. Good morning. Howdy from Maple of the Grove. Yeah, that Maple Grove. One of my favorite groves. It's the Bermuda Triangle of Minnesota, because <laughs> no one could find their way out of that damn shopping center. <laughs> <laughs> Donna, honestly, rank the groves uh, Inver Grove or Maple Grove. Do we have a third grove? Uh, Cedar Grove? Is that? Do we have a Cedar Grove, or am I thinking of New Jersey? There's a shop. A shopping center called the Grove. Uh, back to the Grove, though. You're from the Maple Grove. Do you talk with people from Invergrove? Absolutely not. No, I've been yeah. there once. It's way far away. So. Yeah. Well, you're talking to one right now. So hi, yeah, Chris. Invergrove. Oh, hey. you're you're from well, the IGH. We got a Grove battle going on. Yes. No, he's from Invergrove. You're yes. from Maple Grove. So, okay, are you guys going to be okay on the line together? I love my yeah, feather fellow really, Grover. Really funny story. We went down there to. Uh, to a prominent car dealership, and my mom was in the car, and she goes, where the hell are we going to Wisconsin? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, my God. I like that you said a prominent car dealership. Is that <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit of a flex, a, a famous Chris? baseball player? No clue. No. Okay. Okay, you don't even know. All right, but All right. Um, you McGrove girl, Chris. We are vibing right now. Also, Chris, where the hell are you doing right now? Like, where are you calling from? What's going on? In my apartment, I'm gonna throw throw this out there. I'm a um like a retired. I used to call and play a lot, but I've been on retirement, letting the you know young kids fill in here now. They're pretty busy. So since you guys didn't have anyone, I thought, oh, we'll just come out of retirement for a day and oh, give it thank a shot. you, oh, wow. thank you for that. Yeah. This is like yeah, when Tom Brady came out of retirement. This is Chris from Inver Grove <laughs> or Maple Grove, well. excuse me. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that, Chris, the topic, 1986 inaugural inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That is our category. Would you like to team up with Donna or Steve? 
This is tough. Are you guys tied right now? Uh, it's, she's it's, up eight to six. Donna has the lead. I'm the underdog. Oh, I'll, Do the I'll, right thing. I'll help you today. Okay. Thank you. This uh, I'm going to turn my headphones down and my monitor off and take my... Uh, I don't know. Don't turn your monitor off. Don't don't make this no, more no, difficult no. than it. No, I meant my audio monitor. Oh, I have so much to learn from you. You're <laughs> like my be, best friend. Should I be calling my headphones cans when I talk to other radio? <laughs> Absolutely. And if you wouldn't mind, get me a cup of coffee. Bye. All right, Chris, you're going on hold. Donna's going to step aside as well as we are going to play the College of Pop Culture Knowledge again. It was this uh, date in 1986 that the first class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was inducted. And we're going to be chatting about that class today for the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. Steve, you ready to do it? I'm ready. Let's get it started with this. Part of the class was this man, known as the father of rock and roll. He had hits with Johnny B. Good and Maybelline. Schneikies. Little Richard. Of the performers in the class, three had passed on at the time that they were inducted. Elvis, Sam Cooke, and this cricket who we lost the day the music died. Oh, Lord in heaven. Jiminy? Neil Young inducted this related rock duo that was uh, that had a number one hit with Wake Up Little Susie. Wake Up Little Susie. Neil Young up. inducted this related rock duo that had a number one hit with Wake Up Little Susie. All right, who died in the plane crash? Leonard Skinner. Help! All right, we're going to have Chris on the line here to help you out. Chris, he yelled help. I'm going to reread these questions for you and see how you can do, okay? Yeah, wow, this is tough because they go way back. Holy Christ. Yeah, this is the first class of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We'll start with this one. Part of the class was this man, known as the father of rock and roll. He had hits with Johnny B. Good and Maybelline. Yeah, that one, I'm, I don't have anything new on that. Okay, how about the second one? Of the performers in the class, three had passed on by the time they were inducted. Elvis, Sam Cooke, and this cricket who we lost the day the music died. See, I'm picturing, like you said, Jiminy Cricket. I'm picturing... Uh... Picture something else. <laughs> yeah, I know. Any guess on that one? Nope, uh, go ahead. I'm going to kick myself. That's okay. Go We're going to lock and load with Jiminy. We're going to lock in with Jiminy. All right, next one. <laughs> Neil Young inducted this related rock duo that had a number one hit with Wake Up Little Susie. Any idea on that one? No, but I just thought it wasn't Bing Crosby for the second one, was it? Jiminy Cricket, Bing Crosby. You can go with that if you want. Probably a better guess than Jiminy. Yeah, let's go with Okay, go with Bing Crosby for that second. I'm out on number three, sorry. All right. No worries, Chris. We'll put you back on hold, and we'll bring Donna in here to see how she can do. Donna. 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 Mom. 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 Mommy. 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 What? Mom. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Good luck, Donna. We crushed it, I think. Oh, sure. That means you suck. Let's give this a whirl, and we'll see you again. We're talking about the first class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. Are you ready, Donna? Not really. Well, we'll find out. Part of the class was this man, known as the father of rock and roll. He had hits with Johnny B. Good and Maybelline. Chuck Berry. Of the performers in the class, three had passed on by the time they were inducted. Elvis, Sam Cooke, and this cricket who we lost the day the music died. Oh, that is um, uh, played by Gary Busey. Uh, his name, Buddy Holly. Neil Young inducted this related rock duo that had the number one hit, Wake Up Little Susie. This related rock duo. Neil Young inducted this related rock duo that had a number one hit with Wake Up Little Susie. 
something young. Steve Young, Brian Young, Neil Change Young, your Neil answer Young. To Jiminy. Mm. Let's run through these answers here. Shoot. And uh, we'll start with that final one. It got you both uh, caught up a little bit. Neil Young inducted this related rock duo that had a number one hit with Wake Up Little Susie. They were related, Ooh. they were brothers, and their last name was Everly, Everly. Brothers. Uh, Everly Brothers. Tell you what. They were a part of that first class. Uh, let's jump up to the uh, the first one. Part of the class was this man known as the father of rock and roll. Had hits with Johnny B. Good and Maybelline. Hey, Chuck, it's your brother, Marvin Berry. You know that new sound you've been listening for? That's uh, from my favorite movie <laughs> of all House? time. No, that's Back to the Future. Oh. Uh, that's when they were playing the <laughs> oh. uh, Chantman Under the Sea dance. That's Chuck Berry for that first one. Yay. And Donnie, Dang you it. got that one right. Did Steve? I he did not. Johnny B. Uh, or uh, Little Richard, excuse me. Oh, not bad. Which, by the way, was a great guess because he was a part of the class. Oh. Little Richard was a part was. of the class, yes. Wow, oh, okay. So, and we'll get to the rest of the class here after the second one. Um, Donna, let's just say, if you're worried about potentially going to a tiebreaker, their second answer was Jiminy. Uh, oh, wow. Of the performers uh, in the class, three had passed on by the time they were inducted. Elvis, Sam Cooke, and this cricket. Hello. The cricket. We lost the day the music died. No, it wasn't Jiminy Cricket. What? It was indeed Buddy Holly, nicely done, Woo! Donna. Two out of three. You got the why win is, today. Why is he a cricket? Because that was the name of the band. He was in a band called the Crickets. Really? And then they became Buddy Holly and the Crickets when he kind of broke out, and then he died. Wow. wow. Back to the Crickets. Right. Good game. Yeah. Great job, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Two to that's, zero. It's a little Easter egg. Donna always says, great job, Mike, if she wins. Do you want to do a tie, dra- tie draker? I a, would, and I would be willing breaker? to, despite how poorly I've played, I'd be willing to do double or nothing because I don't care. I do care, and I shan't. You're dumb. Nine You're dumb. to six is where we sit. Probably a good idea you didn't do a tiebreaker because uh, the tiebreaking question, and by the way, you're on the line too, Chris. You can play along. For funsies. For funsies. Okay. Name, <laughs> it's very simple. I'm just going to say name this artist who was a part of that Hall of Fame class. Oh yeah, I got a warm one. So good. Oh my god, I love it. Oh oh my gosh, Ray Charles. It's Ray Charles. Oh yeah, so good. Ray Charles was a part of that class as well. Steve, you would have got the tiebreaker. Unfortunately, you answered Jiminy for one of your answers. Aw man. I mean, what a bummer. By the way, if you're wondering, Elvis was a part of that class. James Brown. Wow. Little Richard. Fats Domino. Ray Charles, Chuck Berry, Sam Cooke, the Everly Brothers, Buddy Holly, and Jerry Lee Lewis. They're all the same kind of music for the first uh, induction. And, you know, considering that it was naturally going to be a stacked class because they had never done it before. So they were like, all right, who up to this point should we bring in? For sure. Mm. Where'd you go, Donna? I'm listening. Not exactly. (laughs) Oh, bye, Chris. Chris. Bye, oh, Chris. I'm, I'm going so back into retirement. Okay. I know. We forced her back into retirement. I We're picture sorry. her just going like down into and sliding a... into a garbage dumpster. <laughs> that was more of a Brett Favre coming out of retirement than a Tom Brady coming out of retirement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that felt that way. Totally. I oh was going to say like a storm shelter, like a storm basement, like oh, in sure. Tornado Alley, not sliding back into her Maple Grove dumpster. <laughs> Like, you know, just shutting a, I don't know, a lid or like something. Like Oscar? Yeah. Not, no offense. I didn't, I just, 
You just seem like a garbage person. It was just no, it was just a cartoon type of visual. Anyway, that's not why you called. You were going to give us a. We don't have time now. Oh man! But I'll do it. I'm going to do it right after the break. And then we're going to take people's calls on how they handle their kids with social media. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to get to all of that when we come right back on my talk. Hey guys, it's Donna. In a couple of minutes here, we're going to be talking about kids and social media. Well, I want to talk to you about personal injury and social media. This is a message about how your posts can be used against you if you've got an ongoing personal injury case. It's probably the last thing you're thinking about after an accident. But, you know, these days it is pretty normal to post about things that happen to you, whether they are good or bad. But here's the thing I learned from Mike Bryant over at Bradshaw and Bryant. Insurance adjusters will use anything they can to keep you from getting what you truly deserve. And your social media post, well, that can be twisted. It can be taken out of context. And that's going to include both words and pictures. You're only going to get one shot at winning your injury claim. So please be really careful with your post. And if you have been in an accident that results in injury, don't wait. Schedule a free consultation with Mike Bryant at Bradshaw and Bryant. It's free. Like I said, go to minnesotapersonalinjury.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Donna and Steve, we are back. You're listening to The Experience on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Uh, we'll be taking your calls momentarily. Going to go through a few emails, too. Uh, 651-641-1071. Uh, Steve and his wife just recently had a discussion about their uh, newly teenage daughter and social media. Yeah, it kind of came up at the end of a conversation about something else last night. And I was saying, hey, just so you know, a place where we will be um, very slow but compared to whatever the norm becomes is social media. We will we will walk toward that, not run. Yes. So, uh, how do you handle social media with your kids? Give yeah, us a I'd call. Yeah, I'd love to hear some um, of these thoughts. But first... Listen, this is a great this is a great Instagram follow as we talk about social media uh, that, Donna, you think you're going to hate because you stereotype and hate all magicians. <laughs> but <laughs> this guy, I think you actually would really enjoy because of how snarky he is and because what he's doing, as best I can tell, isn't magic. Okay. The guy you need to follow. All right. And sometimes there's a little sketchy language, so careful if you're like sitting down and then like your kids like magic and you're like, look at this. You want to pre-watch these videos first. Card Magic by Jason. Okay. My brother-in-law showed me this guy a while ago, and I was like, wow, that was a pretty crazy trick. On to the next thing. And then I saw another one of his videos pop up, and I was like, wow, that's kind of mind-blowing. What is happening here? As best I can tell, this guy, Card Magic by Jason, actually is not doing magic, per se. He 
has memorized portions of a deck of cards and by feel says he knows when cards are coming. So, for instance, if you sat down and played poker with this guy, he would shuffle right in front of you, shuffle right in front of you. These are all one-shot videos that he does. And then you could say, deal me four aces, but deal my competitor four kings so that I win a huge pot. And he could then just shuffle it in front of you and do it. So people will send him comments and say, oh, yeah, big shot. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to shuffle it. Then I want you to wash all the cards, then put a blindfold on. And then I want you to pull out just the nines. And the guy does it. And he is so snarky in how he talks about all of the, as he says, you know, kind of like dumb people who come into his comments. Watch one video and you'll watch five or ten to try to figure out what the heck is happening here. Again, it's card magic by Jason. Okay. What what is that? I'll check him out. Card magic by Jason. I'm on it. I'm not going to follow him, but I'm going to, like, look at his Here's what I'll do. Uh, During the next commercial break, I will, because I'm a good friend, I'll send you a couple of his videos to watch. Great. Mike, you should watch this guy. Yeah. He's nuts. It's insane what he's doing. It's really insane. I just I just cannot figure it out. Uh, I'm a little skeptical, but I'm excited to watch the video. <laughs> okay, now listen, you're that's because of our split custody with you and Bradley and Don and no, your other it's parents. Because I've seen card tricks before and there's no way you can pull out the deck from memorizing it. It's impossible. That, okay, now you sound like one of the guys <laughs> in his comments. It is impossible. He says he does have a photographic memory, uh, but he also he's like, I have done this. All I've done is work with cards my whole life. And so this is great. Mike, I'm going to send you Please do. videos, and I'll try to find some that are most rooted in, like, dude, seriously, how? Okay. All right. This Sounds is good. great. Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of social media. Yeah. So we've got, um, we've got some emails from yeah, people. Yeah. What did the folks have to say? Well, first of all, our buddy Alan um, made a comment about how social media isn't the issue. It it serves as the tool to a deeper problem, which is the pursuit of clout, of attention, aspiring to be visible and famous. He says, instead of resorting to measures like removing mirrors, confiscating phones, uh, a more effective approach would involve engaging in open conversations. And that means helping them comprehend the reasons behind their actions rather than discouraging social media outright Educate your kids about the nuances, the importance, the lack thereof, presenting oneself in these platforms. He brings up a great point, and we will do that when we get to an actual social media conversation with our kids. Last night, it was an addendum to a separate topic that we were having a conversation about. I'm with you, Alan, in that, like all problems, the problem that we see is not the real problem. But in the same way that if you knew that someone um, abused alcohol and you're right. like, well, there's there's a thing that is maybe right. maybe something they're trying to tackle inside of them or tr- something they're trying to fill up this inside is a of good them. Point. Good we point. ought to remove the bottles from the home. Right. Right. So, but but I, I get where you're coming at. And by the way, a ton of problems as a society we treat at the surface level instead of looking underneath because the underneath thing takes effort and time and we all are 
feeling lazy a lot of days. And you've got to do it four times. So on in elementary school, this is coming from Barb. She says her kids felt left out because their friends were on socials. And it wasn't until high school that she even let them get any of the, you know, social media. And that was Instagram and Snapchat. And it's been hard because that's how their friends communicated, not Mm-hmm. Through text. They did it through Snapchat. Yeah, that's tough. So in sixth grade, there was an assignment dealing with how they were connected. And her child was the only one who didn't have any accounts. Uh, also, in her kid's district, phones are off all day in middle school. They've got iPads that the district gives them. And she was able to email her kids to communicate with them. Now in high school, they're placed in a numbered cell phone holder during class. Okay, so this is like what I was suggesting. Mm-hmm. They can use them between classes or during lunch, but not during class. Yeah, that's, I think, similar to my daughter's, excuse me, middle school. Like she can text us in between a class and say, hey, I forgot my tap shoes. Can you right. bring those when you pick, you know, something like that. Right. And she uh, says, yeah, so you know. Some- guidelines it's a slippery slope and she said maybe i could have held out longer and when my kid asked why other people could have social media and i couldn't she said because i'm not their parent i'm yours yeah it is it is two things can be true at the same time like it is that's tough as a parent if you have a child who's legitimately like i feel left out because of this um because this is where they're all connecting right then that's tough and you want to you want to trust your children but you also want to and i don't have perfect solutions for any of this but you you know you want to be wise as well as right. to i know this might hurt right now but or what are are there alternatives you know if you do let your children on social media do you have access to their social media to see who they're following who's sliding into their dms right. and all that kind of stuff because right. that's a whole different ball of wax that the modern parent right has to deal with that you didn't have to deal with 40 years ago exactly good point um dawn says social media uh regarding social media her soon-to-be 13 year old son asked for her to delete his instagram app after six months he was following about 300 people he was comment and and was commenting inappropriate appropriately sometimes he said people just fight and they're mean on there Hmm. so she thinks there was stuff going on that she couldn't see sure yeah so they only let uh him be followed by family and friends and he's better now that you know all the other people are gone yeah yeah another person says tina says when did kids start making the rules in school we respected our teachers when i was growing up here here Yeah, I mean, you know, with the phones, that's how I feel. Like, why can't the school make the rules? And I think that, yeah, I think that they they can, for sure. And I think that, I don't know if many go as strict as you were suggesting, Donna, because you're right. Like, that's sort of my knee-jerk reaction all the time is, oh, you want to end this problem or the thing that you're going through? You take an extremely strict measure. Boom, and it's done. But one of these people but you enforce who said that that's what they do in the school, they take their phones away, they get to have them in between classes, and, and then they turn them in again when they're in class. Donna for school board? Thank you.
No. When we come back, another hour of this junk.